Warning, the episode you are about to listen to most likely contains graphic language, details of violence and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Murder with My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother. Hello. What episode is this? (laughs) I think it's 33, isn't it? I think so. You said 32 last time, but I didn't know if that was true or not. Okay, yeah, 33, we'll go with it. So welcome to episode 33 of Murder with My Mother. (laughs) I'm the mother. You are the mother. And I am a tired mother. And I'll even throw a fucker in there for that because (laughs) I'm a tired motherfucker. Just past the three-month mark with Kiana, so. Yeah. Been fun. Been fun. And... How's your brain working today? It's not actually working that good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's me trying to differentiate. Okay, do I have a three-month-old? Yes. Okay, I'm tired because of that. Is this a normal amount of, like, forgetting stuff? I don't know. Because then it's like, remember, I had COVID. So I'm kind of scared. Cause I'm like, do I have long COVID? Do I have brain damage? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Literally, I can't remember stuff. But then I think that I was like this with Kiers, too. Um, well, when I had your brother, I mean, when I had you, I was 10 years old. So yes, I don't remember anything. But you didn't even know anything. Anymore. But when I had your brother, I <laughs> think I lost my bank card eight times. <laughs> I remember that. In two weeks. And couldn't remember. I lost, well, I'm, I was a disorganized, more of a disorganized person back then also. Mm. However, it was like, no. Same. No, Same. no. I, I lost everything. And, well, and I feel like. I'll literally be talking and I'll be like, babe, like to Carlos, I'll say like, babe. And he'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I fuck, I draw like a blank. Like literally it's like, again, yeah. okay. Wait let's... till you're 45. It happens all the time. Well, hopefully I won't be 45 with a new baby because I'm, well, you could be. I'm not doing are. every 10 year shifts because that's not happening. I'm just getting tired and tired, more tired by the year. So, <laughs> well, and that's why I say that being a grandparent is even though it was so early in life for me yeah i made mom and grandma good. at what 38 i was 38 yeah. your mom was 36 so yeah but i mean Ooh. i still wasn't even tired yet now <laughs> no. i'm fucking tired yeah i can't even imagine what's gonna happen when i'm 70 like i don't even know if i'll ever be awake i think i'll play pickleball know. i think that'll get me into it there you go <laughs> yeah i don't even know what pickleball is to be honest with you oh you'll know <laughs> is it like squash uh it's kind of like... okay don't answer that because i don't even know what squash is i've never watched either <laughs> one of those games so squash is hitting a ball against a wall pickleball is hitting like a wiffle ball i think with holes in it with kind of like badminton rackets but they're long and flat okay it's old <laughs> drawn a blank yeah old people like it okay cool. and people on vacation and rich people like squash uh, you know, you always see men that like corporate men that like to masturbate. Like, oh my god, I'm <laughs> <laughs> never gonna I think of squash again ever the same. So, oh. yeah, no, I'm just on the just on the mother. Do I have long COVID? Am I fucking? <laughs> do I have mommy brain? Yeah, I honestly think too, it's a little worse this time because with my first one, I did not successfully breastfeed. So it's just like, let me go make you a baba in the middle of the night, making you a bottle. And like, here's your seventh bottle because, you know, but with her, she's literally attached to me at all times. Yeah. Through the she's night. Pretty clingy also. Oh, there she is. 
Yeah, no, you can definitely notice a change when you have a breastfed baby. There's a big difference. There's a big... <laughs> I wouldn't know. No. Well, I thought it came from a long line of... My first time was very discouraging, and nobody really talks about, like, how... I mean, you told me, you kind of prepared me because you were like, okay, start roughening up your nipples. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, what? Like 20 years old, like just rub the towel, scrub it on there. I was like, oh my God. But it was actually one of the most painful parts of the whole experience. Well, labor or I didn't go through labor really, but like, I mean, I was in labor, but with Kears, I had an emergency C-section and only dilated to like two centimeters. And then with Kiana, I had a planned C-section. So it was a lot different of an experience. But no, the worst part about everything is 100% definitely breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody prepares you for that. And the other day I was telling my girlfriend that and we were talking about it at Starbucks. We both met up. We both have new babies. Shout out, Courtney. Um, and I was like, nobody prepares you for breastfeeding. Everyone talks about, you know, labor, labor. It hurts so bad. You're so no. tired. Yeah, which, yeah, you are, but. Nobody talks about, like, it's three months later, and it's like, okay, breastfeeding is just, like, it's just not painful. Like, just within, like, the last three weeks. So, <laughs> but you, you just got to stick it out. I mean, and some women can't do it, right? Like, like I said, I I thought I came, I come from a long line of non-breastfeeders. non-breastfeeders long yeah. line of lazy bitches. That's yeah. what you come from. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> On multiple sides, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But... Anyway, into that nice little, uh, you know. Sorry, men. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, maybe you could just imagine something hotter when you're t- thinking about that. Yeah, cause... not breastfeeding because no. But anyway, so yeah, uh, the world is kind of crazy. We're on the verge of World War Three since the last time we recorded. So it's so I I, I don't even know. Like I wouldn't e- even. It wouldn't surprise me if anything happened right now. No. Like, we've had season one, two, and three of COVID, and we've had, um, now Russia has attacked Ukraine. Yep. And before that, we had atmospheric rivers that flooded our whole province. And before that, we had fires that burned down our whole fucking province first, so... And now our gas is at... Two dollars uh, a liter. Uh, and I have a uh, well. If you have premium like yeah. Nika does, then it's two fifty a liter. Yeah, basically. Like I'm yeah. literally like just gonna start walking everywhere. Whatever, I'll be super, super in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I walk a lot because I have a bad a dog. dog. Yeah, and, and I'm yeah, in bad, super, big. super good shape. So I heard. Well, yesterday I was told that breastfeeding actually burns five hundred calories a day. So I'm like, feed. You're hungry. You're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> forcing her to breastfeed just kidding she forces her well and then she'll be actually even better because she'll be really heavy when you're trying to carry her so that'll there add you to go. your fitness Fuck yeah, you can just do some plyos yeah weighted plyos <laughs> i'm actually looking for like a mommy and me class because i think that'd be kind of cool but maybe kind of annoying because what if she cried in the middle of the class oh uh, no you know? everybody does selfish everybody hit danika up if there's a cool mommy and me class yeah somebody let me know Local. hit me up if there's a good bar yeah <laughs> well mom is actually got some exciting news mom is going away yeah i am going away uh in the end of april until june right in time for her firstborn child's 30th birthday yeah i'm a cunt basically and your firstborn grandson's 10th birthday first year double digit yeah my (laughs) son-in-law's 31st birthday yeah well (laughs) at least i'll be here for alex's birthday yeah 
fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's really exciting. Mom's going to Southeast Asia, and that is like my dream trip, and you will just have so much fun. And... and it's really cute because I know that you're really jealous, but you're really trying to be happy for me. I so... am super happy for you. I'm Good. not actually jealous at all. I'm jealous. <laughs> That I don't get to experience it with you for the first time because that yeah, would be super cool. That but would be cool. now you'll just be really well versed in all the cool shit, and yeah. we'll go again. I'll be like, "Hey, we gotta go here. We gotta go there." Yeah. yeah. When we'll and we now, like I said, I have a booby gremlin, so I can't really go anywhere for quite a while. Anyway, Crime Con, I really want to go. That's like, you know, first maybe go meet a bunch of other podcasters. That'd be super cool. Right up my alley. I would fucking love that. Well, maybe by next year. Usually it's in May. Maybe next May we'll be able to go. Yeah. There you go. She so. booby gremlin. Hopefully we'll be on solid food by then. Jesus, as soon as she gets teeth. I say that and I'm going to cut her off, but I don't know if I could. I don't know. Uh, Well, Danica's going to be breastfeeding at five-year-old at her so. graduation i'll be like tss, tss, like okay. <laughs> here 500 calories take a breast milk squirt <laughs> no but you know what segue because this episode is uh well it's not about breastfeeding but it is about my mother it's who, about mothering yeah that she's probably is, still not breastfeeding her kids because um well it's about mothering definitely gone wrong yeah it's about a whole human being gone wrong which causes people to die <laughs> which is so, pretty much every episode yeah. we do but different segue it's about a mother this time so yeah so this week we are going to cover the murders of Michelle Nodick which happened just over the border in Washington State. I actually uh, map-quested how far away it would be to drive there today. Yeah. And it's only five hours from wherever I was oh. sitting on my lunch hour. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty close. Remember when you used to have to print off? You go on MapQuest and be like, let me just print this off before I go on my yeah. way to wherever I'm going. And if there was a detour, you were fucked. Yeah, I was like, fuck, I didn't print off the alternate direction. <laughs> yeah. But yet we're all that. still alive, so. There you go. Um, anyway, so that is what we're covering. So it was, uh, Dave and Michelle Nodick actually were convicted, but stay tuned for a second and we'll bring you the crazy story. Yep. And so here is episode 33, the case of Michelle Nodick. No. What's her name? Nodick. Yeah. Okay. Michelle Shelley. That's what we were... That's what we've been calling her. So I'm like, wait, her name's fucking Michelle. Sorry, my fucking <laughs> my COVID brain damaged baby brain is kicked in. So here is episode 33, the case of Michelle Shelley Nodick. Enjoy. Michelle Lynn Watson was born to father Les and mother Sharon on April the fifteenth, nineteen fifty four. Ah, Aries makes sense. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sharon was an alcoholic and Les owned a bunch of care homes and a bowling alley uh, in a small town in Washington. That's fun. So a little bit of everything. That's you. (laughs) Okay, keep going. So they had split up. They'd separated. And Les decided that he was going to go out with a young girl that had just started working at his bowling alley hmm. at the transition. snack. Yeah, at the <laughs> snack shop. How young are we talking? 
Uh, just finished high school. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so 17, yeah. I would say. And her name was Diana. And he decided that he was going to get married to her. So he they got married. Hmm. And the day after they got married, um, Diana got a phone call from Les's brother saying, When are you going to come and get these goddamn kids? <laughs> and Diana was like, What? She didn't what know he had kids? kids. She knew he had kids. He had mentioned it casually, but he didn't know that his brother had them at the time because their mother was a raging alcoholic, rumored prostitute. And well, if her husband just left her for a freaking person that works at the stand. No, they were already split up when that happened. No, I know, but if like And then what happened was he had agreed that he was going to take two of the three kids who were three years old and five years old. Oh. And <laughs> she was, was just like, oh, no. But she was only 17, so she was like, oh, okay. So she oh. started mothering these young children. And I'm not quite sure how old she was at that point, yeah. but maybe like 18 or 19. Mm. And the mother um, kept, Sharon kept the baby. They had a baby also. Okay. So she couldn't have been that Damn. old. It couldn't have, That much no. time couldn't have elapsed. Anyway... From the time they got the kids, the kids showed up, and there was five-year-old Michelle. Yeah. Shelly. Shelly. <laughs> who was the cutest little red-haired girl. Mm -hmm. And then there was a little boy. And the little boy couldn't even talk or anything, and he was three. Oh. And well, boys are a little bit later sometimes. He was delayed, and... Alex, ugh, that stuff. <laughs> like... <laughs> Until he was like six. <laughs> it was clear though that like the Michelle that Michelle was controlling the little boy, like she did everything for him, kind of like you were with your brother. Yeah, actually. that's why Alex ugh, did everything yeah. until he was like six years old. But from the day that Shelly came into their lives, their mother never once called to see how they were doing. Mm. Never once sent a gift. That's so never sad. once did anything. To even to reconnect with like the kids. That. Yeah. Especially your mom. I couldn't even imagine. They have a baby too. Like, So the baby was still with her. But then they got a call a couple years later saying that Sharon had been found um, dead in a seedy motel room. Like an overdose. Murdered. Or, she oh, was she's murdered. murdered. Yeah. So Ooh, she. Of, that yeah. was kind of the upbringing that Michelle was brought into the world with. And no one really knows what happened in the years, like with, leading like, up spent to that. With her, yeah. with her mom. Well, probably some some sketchy shit. Yeah, I mean, she was a an alcoholic and b like. Yeah, and when you have an addiction, your judgment is not. You don't really pay the best attention, probably no, because yeah. you're not in your right state of mind at that point. So. Well, and you're very self-absorbed as an addict, right? Like yeah. that's why children are taken away from addicts a lot of the time because it's like. They start to put in dangerous their own situations. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it was also evident from the time Shelly and her brothers came that Shelly was difficult to deal with. She told her new stepmother every single day, I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> she was caught putting broken glass in everyone's boots before they oh. put them on. She was lighting fires. So I was just going to say, I remember being little and you like if you ever dated anybody which yeah is very seldom probably because of this behavior that I, <laughs> like 
did. Yeah, Danica was actually uh, pretty bad when I would date someone. She would definitely. Well, because I had you all to myself. Yeah, like, and she would do stuff, act out, definitely. Well, and it's not even, because people always say like, oh, it's for attention. But I don't feel like it was for attention, but I feel like it was for your attention. So that yeah. like, you were too busy or I, or I wouldn't have a trouble. boyfriend anymore. Yeah, because, because you're like, oh, fuck, fuck this, right? Like, yeah, even... I'm single because I have a demon child. Yeah, exactly. So, But I'm... this girl took it to a new yeah, level. Yeah, I was going to so say, like, damn. Okay, she, that, yeah, so she had the pyromania. Oh. She, yeah. um. McDonald's put, triad. Yeah, she, I don't know if she pissed the bed or not, but she put glass in people's shoes. Yeah. She did all this stuff. And then. She probably pissed the bed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> she looks like she missed the bed. So then when she... Good thing I'm not a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danica also pissed okay. the bed. <laughs> okay, I think, I think they got that one. I think they... Did you just realize oh, yeah. that one? Sorry, I have not a little late to the... Yeah, so it's just okay. It's anyway, uh, so when Shelly was around 13, she would do stuff uh, like you kind of did too, like... <laughs> Smoke on go, the roof? No, she oh. would go and uh, go to school in one set of clothes and go to a gas station. And she had a bunch of clothes, like, stored at a gas station. And these people called her mom because it was a small town. And they're like, <laughs> uh, your kid is, like, changing clothes before school every day. Like, and it was just kind of like... Like into slut clothes? Not really slut clothes, but just, I guess, probably more slutty clothes. But hmm. just because she didn't want to wear what she was told to wear. Like, she was defiant in every way. Okay. So then when she was 15 years old, Diana got a call from the school saying, you have to come in right away. It's about Shelly. And she... Oh, for fucking sake. Yeah, she called called Les and said, oh, Les, we got to go in. (laughs) Shelly's done something at school and they're expecting it to be like she's in trouble. She's suspended. Like something that always happened. So they got there and they're like... What, where is she? Like, what's going on? And they're like, she's actually been taken away from you because she told everyone that you raped her. <gasps> yeah. So, Which, okay, if that's something that's really happening, 100%. But yeah. this doesn't seem like it's... So, Les knows, was but, devastated yeah. because even though she was such a little B-word, Les, she was still daddy's oh, come on, girl. we say the fucking swear word yeah. on this podcast. She was a little bitch. <laughs> she was terrible, but Les actually, like, still coddled her and, like, yeah. had that father-daughter relationship but You and probably stuff. feel guilty when you're, like, you. Like, you probably felt bad because I was such a fucking, like, you made me? Like, that was horrible. <laughs> like, but then, every time you'd be like, Danica never would do that. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the, that's, yeah. the, the lead up to the that's McDonald's I mean. triad. So then... They, he was like, well, like, literally, like, I never raped her. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't. He was, like, incredulous about it. And so they went back home and they were discussing it. And uh, Diana went through her room and found a magazine with an article called My Father Raped Me in it. Oh. So then they took her so to the family. she was very impressionable. Like She was bad. Yeah, like. Weird. So they took her to the family doctor and it was discovered that she was still a virgin. She still had her hymen intact. Mm. And after that, <clears throat> the school didn't want her to come back because she'd been proven to be yeah. lying. And none of the other schools, she would go to school after school, but she would always get expelled. Pretty soon she wasn't allowed to go to any of the schools. And she went to live with Diana's poor parents who were elderly 
But that lasted about six months until she they couldn't handle her anymore. So then she went to live Why would with. Why would you even send her to old people? She well, like she's you a just lot like to get her the fuck out of here. That's yeah, it. true. And then she went to live with um, Les's sister, so her aunt, and she was doing pretty good there because the aunt was like actually playing into all her sympathy stories and lies and bullshit. But then she oh, started yeah. hating the aunt and doing oh, mean shit to, to the aunt. So then, then yeah. like a yeah, yeah. You know, what eventually always happens with yeah. people like that. Yeah. So she came back home and at the age of 17, she met a boy. Oh, here we go. Named Randy Rivardo. Ooh. In 1971. And her family was so happy. Like they were encouraging <laughs> her to get like, married. Go, go, yeah. please. They were totally encouraging her to get Bye, married. Bye, See you later. Yeah. And she was 17. So... In 1973, Randy Rivardo married Shelly, and she was married now, but no one showed up to the wedding. Oh, God. Randy was from somewhere else on the East Coast, and he was devastated because his family didn't show up to the wedding. Why didn't they show up? But it turns out Shelly never mailed the invitations. Oh, on purpose? <laughs> yeah. Because she just wanted to She be didn't want them? him to come. She didn't want anything to do with his family. Why? She was very controlling. I and... understand not liking your in-laws. No, you know? she was controlling. She wanted to be um, in charge of every single thing in his life. She was super, super Damn. controlling. So she, they gave, her parents gave her like a mobile home to live in with him. And yeah. she was like oh, this is so ugly and it's terrible. And they gave it to her like a little for free. And, and <laughs> Danny was working for her father, or Randy, sorry. <laughs> Danny, like, wait, sorry, wait. Danny's coming. Oh. Anyway, Randy was working for her father and they were living in this mobile home until one day she called and said that a man had tried to break into the trailer with her in there and held a pipe to her throat and this wasn't a safe place to live anymore. And well, she refused to go back. Get the fuck out of there. No, she made. She didn't want to live there. It was it was found to be but false? Wasn't it mobile? No, it was just a trailer. Oh, like, like a, a station. Yeah, like a trailer. Okay. So I think it was in a trailer court or something. Anyway, when the police came, they did find the pipe where she said the man had hidden it. But it was well, how it was totally know? fabricated, they proved. it was. If you really hit it, she wouldn't know that. Yeah. So obviously it's a lie. Also, her dad showed up to try to make her feel better with a brand new Volkswagen for her to drive. And she totally freaked out and threw a fit because it wasn't the light pink um, convertible Buick that she wanted. Oh. So he took it back and got her the light pink. See, that's why she is Buick. the way she is, yeah. though. Well, there's a cornucopia of reasons. Oh, but. Well, yes. But I'm saying, but if you give in to a child like that over and over and over again, like, yeah, they're going to be assholes. Yeah. I hey, know. Whoa. <laughs> she just pointed to my baby. <laughs> just kidding. No, you know what? I need to crack down on it because, you know, it's okay. I'll get there. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about this another time. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened and then... 
Um, Shelly started getting more and more and more controlling and... How can you get any more controlling than not allowing your in-laws to come to your wedding? No, it gets worse. So they came out to visit and she wouldn't come out of the bedroom. (gasps) And then they forgot some stuff when they left. So she mailed, they got in the mail the shirt that one of the family members had left and it was all cut up. (gasps) You know what? I was just going to say, like, okay, sidebar... I just heard of someone doing this in a breakup. Yeah. Your girlfriend <laughs> cut up all of the person's belongings. That's yeah. psycho. So this I is was psycho. Just saying yeah. today, like, how psycho is that? Yeah. Yeah. So Shelly. So she Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> she just started taking his paychecks. Like he <gasps> he gave her. She didn't work. He gave her his paychecks, and then she wouldn't let him sleep in the house. <gasps> so he had to sleep in his truck. And oh then he was God. just like, "Fuck this shit," and he left. He good moved. for him. Yeah. Good for he you, He went Randy. back to the East Coast and moved back with his family. Good job. Good for you. Oh, I missed a part, oh. though. They had a baby first. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, poor guy. It's easy to leave when it's just, you know, your wife. So in psycho. 1975, they had a baby. And and he left in what, like 77? I think it was around 76. He okay. just... Uh, Got the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, well, he yeah, wasn't even allowed him. in the house. So. Yeah, he had to sleep in his Dodge. So he's With no the- money. Oh, that's like, yeah, because she's taking his paycheck. Yeah, and she's not even letting him in the house. But you think that the next month when you get a paycheck, you probably won't give it to her unless you're like, oh, oh let me she was. The house. They, he feared her. She was like a psycho redhead. Huh. So then, um, Shelly decided that she was going to leave her baby, whose <gasps> name was Nikki. A little girl she had. And apparently she looked just like her mom. She was a beautiful little ginger baby. Oh, I love redhead. And she had the best nature. She was super calm and nice. And um, the stepmom, Diana, was a little bit afraid that she was going to do something to the baby because she was (laughs) such a fucking mean lady that she let Shelly move. And she's very attention-seeking. Yeah, so she let Shelly move in with. Her while the baby was little after the baby was born, yeah, because Randy left, and then well, Shelly just up and disappeared for <gasps> a year. Left, but left the baby with she left the baby with Diana okay, okay. and left for a year, and Diana was just about to. She was just in the in the proceedings of like getting custodial yeah, like power, yeah, her, basically, yeah, because she didn't know where the fuck Shelly was. When Shelly sauntered in one day with a new guy named Danny. Hence the name Danny. Sorry, I fucked that up a little earlier. but So the second one's name is Danny Long. And he was one of her neighbors in an apartment that she lived in now. So she came back and she got Nikki. And I would be like, no, you are not taking Nikki. She's mine. Yeah, so would I. So she, they ended up getting married. Surprise, Also, and... Another theme I noticed. A lot of people get married multiple times. Well, she got married um, to Danny in June of 1978. And she had a baby named Sammy, Samantha, in August. So she was already pregnant. Yeah, she was shotgun wedding. She was shotgun wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... Then, of course, the the whole thing repeated itself uh, with Shelly being 
a mean lady. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds like a fucking ray of sunshine. Yeah, so she did the same thing, and after Danny slept in his truck, she did all of it to Danny. All (gasps) of it. It was like a repeat of the last (gasps) one, but now there was two kids. You know, okay, I'm going to take this. If this chance to say if an ex reaches out or if you can see someone that you are maybe thinking of dating do these things to a previous partner you should probably not date those people and don't think it's going to be different with you because no. you're just going to be it will be for like five minutes yeah but, you know if you get that good six months uh, seven months eight yeah. months but usually as soon as you have a baby or get married it's like bam as soon as they know that you're have to stay as soon as they know you, they have your paychecks and yeah. you're in the truck sleeping outside. Then <clears throat> I yeah. always say, I think each new partner should come with like a preview movie. Yeah, right. Like of a preview like, of like all of the strongest personality traits and what quickly like flashes, flashes, flashes. What quickly happened in their last? Well, it's funny because I mean, okay, I've seen previous relationships that I've been in. Things that I oh thought. god! Imagine if we had a preview movie. Listen to this. Oh. Listen, listen. Mine wouldn't be too bad. Mine would be like, Mine would damn, be bad. This poor girl. Um, <laughs> but okay, I've seen where I've been in the relationship, and things have happened. We've gone to this place. This oh wow, he's so romantic. He did this for me. Oh, he said this to me. He did that. Whatever. And then you see, like, their next partner, they do the exact same thing. It's like Groundhog Day, but you're not in it anymore. It's someone else, and you're like, run, bitch, run. (laughs) And they're like, wow, he took me here. And you're like, oh, no, run. And then I got a call after uh, my one of my... My my only husband, I guess. I got a call from his ex after apologizing to me. that was the best. That was the best. I'm really sorry I believed anything he said about you and... But mind you, I was actually a psycho in that relationship. Well, you weren't psycho. You were driven there. (laughs) You know, you were driven and dropped off. So so Shelly, though, I'm pretty sure she was just a psychopath. (laughs) She was born in Psychotown, I think. Yeah. So that was in 19... So 78 plus 5, 1983. uh, Danny left. Packed a shit. And left, hit that dusty trail. And Shelly was having, you know, little odd jobs here and there. She had two girls. And she met a guy that was like a local uh, guy from their town in Washington State. He was a surfer boy. Pretty. He was a logger. Pretty like down to earth. But I think a little bit maybe naive and sheltered and... Yeah. Maybe I just want to say a little bit, duh. Like, duh. Anyway, so she met him in a bar, and he said he just couldn't take his eyes off her. She was the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. Yeah, but you see that a lot because a lot of people that are very eccentric, like, you have to be a psychopath. You have that, like, charm you can just Yeah. Right? Yeah, and she had, like, great looks. Like, if you look at pictures of her when she was younger, we'll post Oh, she's a, a bombshell. Yeah, super bombshell. But, again, look at Ted Bundy. Yeah. You know? charming the fucking pants off everybody and then bam you're dead so so shelly had a house that uh was left over from her marriage to danny but it was it was coming into foreclosure and she didn't really have any way to save it so she started saying she finally introduced um her new boyfriend dave dave nautic to her kids and he fell in love with her kids and Aww. he wanted to save Shelly 
And Shelley told him also that she had cancer and didn't really have that long to live. <gasps> so she kind of beefed it up to a whole new level because the bitch didn't have cancer. She, she was is just, cancer. Jesus. She was just lying to Dave to get him hooked. But it doesn't even, you don't even need to. He loves your kids. Like, yeah. Just be like a normal, non-lying, non-lie-telling person. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Danica. I know you've heard our commercial of Fur Sense Dog Dry Shampoo, but now's your chance to get some for yourself and for your furry companion. Use promo code MWMM10 at checkout at www.fursense.ca for 10% off your first sifter pack. These things are awesome. With the sifter pack, you can try all three scents, restorative cedarwood, purifying peppermint, and my personal favorite, Zen Lavender. That way, you can say goodbye to those stinky car rides home. I promise you and your fur baby are gonna love this product. Now, back to Murder With My Mother. So, you might be wondering about Shelly's mothering skills. A little, yeah, because she probably fuck is not great. She just <laughs> left her first one and was like, see ya. Well, also, when you see what a psycho she is, like, she's been known to throw stuff at husbands and physically get abusive. And... See, a couple years ago, I wouldn't, like, I, I think that, yeah, that's, like, that's bad. But, like, I don't know, like, it's really bad to do that kind of stuff to people, like. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, but like, I don't know. So it turns out she was actually meter abusing. Was broken. <laughs> yeah. She was actually abusing uh, the kids also. Oh. Uh, so she was way more abusive to Nikki than she was to Sammy for some reason. Well, uh, maybe it has something to do with like, you know, how sometimes people can't just based on who their partner was. They like take it out on their kid. I don't know, because the weird thing is, is that Nikki was way more like her in looks than Yeah, but that's Sammy. probably why. Yeah, you know, could be. she like saw herself maybe. Yeah, so she would do really bad things as the kids grew up. It was said that Dave worked at a town as a logger and he was only home on the weekends and she took his paychecks Jeez. and he slept in his truck <gasps> at least she all these even, guys had trucks she didn't even Imagine allow like him a once in a while she allowed him enough money to get like a room in the town otherwise he How was come they weren't allowed to sleep in their own house no he was working out of town so he was sometimes sleeping in a tent when he was working. Like, imagine you're working in the Pacific Northwest in the rainy, cold weather, <laughs> and you can't even have a room. You got to sleep in a tent because you send your paychecks home and your wife just spends the whole thing. There's not even money when you get home. There's not even money for you to eat. Like, I don't even know how he was eating. What but he was fucking pussy whipped. So he would get <laughs> home on the weekends. And she, <laughs> she was abusing. My mother, ladies and gentlemen. Pussy whipped. <laughs> she was abusing the kids so bad. And she would make him help her. Abuse them? Yeah. So with Nikki, it was so sad because she would get the whole family in on it. She would wake <gasps> Nikki up in the middle of the night, make her strip all of her clothes off. What? And go outside and then she would make Dave hold the cold water hose <gasps> on this poor little girl. And she called it wallowing. What? And she would say, make her wallow, Dave. Make her wallow. And she would 
like freeze her and get her <gasps> wet and like rub, rub her around in the mud and like she's <gasps> horrible in the middle of the night. It was said that Shelly never slept in the <gasps> middle of the night. She, she just got up and tortured up her. She could do. She got up and tortured her kids every wow, single I night. Wow, I hit the jackpot with you. Yeah. What a shitty dad. That's one thing. <laughs> Fuck. Holy shit. Sammy woke up to a pillow over her face. <laughs> okay. So she would do stuff like this. Just then, to fuck with them? Just to fuck with them. She would get, she would think <gasps> of new ways. The, your adrenaline is like probably yeah. always well, going. And you don't know what's going to happen. That's what then I mean. Then she decided that she would only allow them to shower when she said they could shower. <gasps> and mostly it was outside with the hose. And she would only let them go to the washroom if she said they could. And then she had to watch. What? Like who even has enough, who even has the time she to do that? She was fucked up. Jeez. She made them wear the same clothes every single day to school, even though they had tons of clothes. See, good thing about nowadays, it, it's really actually, because I remember being a kid and seeing kids, it's sad because, you know, at school they're the ones that get made fun of, like, oh, he's the stinky kid. But no, it's like the stinky kid's actually being neglected. Like, you know, that's actually yeah. what's happening. So now it's good that people, like, notice that and teachers, like, well, if you see, if you see a kid wearing the same thing and freaking... They well, smell and, like pee and, and like most kids, she, like would, so she would do really weird things to like, um, if it was their birthday or Christmas or anything like that, she would celebrate like more than any other mom and buy them all new stuff. And like, <gasps> they'd have the best Christmas ever. That's why it was so confusing because These she was like people. that on one hand. And then on the other hand, she was making She's... them get up in the middle of the night and wallow in the cold, cold water while their dad, who they took as their dad now, cause their dad's both got driven well, off. Their dads were like, see you fucking later yeah. or whatever because this lady is crazy. So she did stuff like that. At one point she had uh, Nikki in her bedroom in the closet, living in the closet and she was only Harry allowed... Harry Potter style? Yeah, she was only allowed to use a bucket to use <gasps> the washroom. She wasn't allowed to talk to her sister ever. <gasps> so Sammy... I mean, you have to understand too, like the kids would feel bad if one kid was getting abused but it yeah. also meant that then they, they were getting yeah. abused Ooh. so sammy that's how i would felt take... when alex would get abused and alex would feel like that when i would no I'm just kidding, <laughs> just <laughs> just kidding. Like, oh, <gasps> by who <laughs> no, just so kidding, just then kidding. then like sammy's job was to empty the toilet bucket that's the only time she saw her sister her sister would have to put down the toilet bucket with a rope and then put it back up again. I wish but... you could just see that, you guys. My mom was charading it down into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be really good at charades. Yeah. We should play it. <laughs> so that was going on in the household. It was weird. Like, there was lots of weird stuff going Imagine on. Imagine how confusing it would be for a child like that. Like, especially when it's like, it's your birthday and I yeah. love you so much and here are all these gifts and then take your shit bucket in this hole and get your, you know, yeah, like and you that. can't have a shower. Like and you can't ever leave the closet. You live in it. She now. would booby trap rooms. Like she would say to them, like, don't go in, say my room or the kitchen or whatever. And she would booby trap the doors with tape. So she would know like when they would go in or she would hide all their toys under in secret spots and she would booby trap them. So she's lady know. sounds horrible. She was horrible. She like, she's she probably was the worst person we've ever talked horrible. about. Horrible. Oh, it gets worse. Oh. So this is what she was doing to her own children. Then, for some reason, 
one of her brothers, her youngest brother, the one that was a baby that lived with yeah. the attic mom for the longest. Yep. He was now homeless and he had addiction issues in Tacoma, Washington. And he and his wife or girlfriend or partner, whoever, uh, she was indigenous from Alaska because that comes up later too. Yeah. They had a boy. Mm-hmm. And somehow Shelly found out when the boy was around 15 years old that they were living homeless and she offered to take their son in. Their son's name was Shane. Okay. So Shane was a year older than Nikki or they're around the same age. Okay. So at this point, Shane comes to live with them and she's spoiling him and getting him all new stuff and new clothes and you know he's just been homeless for pretty yeah. much his whole life at the same time she is going to a hairdresser named kathy loreno okay and kathy loreno is a bigger woman very boisterous and outgoing and she lives still at home with her mom and her sister but she's like 30 years old okay so she, Shelly just found out that she's pregnant. Oh, Shelly's pregnant? Shelly is pregnant oh, now. Fuck. From Dave, the first kid from Dave. Poor, poor baby. So Kathy Loreno, the hairdresser, her life's not going very well. She's, you know, her mom's trying to like parent her still and she's 30 years old. So she, Shelly says, if you want to come and help me with these rotten kids that I have, they're out of control, blah, 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 then you can come and live with us for free. Oh can basically be like my so mother's nice helper yeah because she's a nice lady Shelly yeah Monish. she's really nice so Kathy came to live with her okay. and it was Kathy's job at first to keep the kids in line and you know do the chores and help watch the kids and everything but then pretty soon Shelly <laughs> turned on Shane Oh, the new boy? The new boy. And she was, she took all of his belongings away. (gasps) She made him sleep on the floor. You know what, though? There's people that do that on purpose. It's like they give you stuff so that they can take it away. And that's what she seems like. This is what it is. My friend right now is going through that with her ex. It's like, he's doing that with their kid. It's like, you know, he'll get him a brand new cell phone and then be like... It's control. And then be like, you can't have this cell phone because... You know, like... It's a method of control. It's psycho. It's like literally... It is narcissist. It's a narcissist. Like, it's a narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah, so she took all of Shane's belongings. She left him with one pair of clothes. (gasps) And then she would make him sleep. She took his room away. So mean. And she would make him sleep on the floor in Nikki's room. I can't understand people that are mean to kids. Like, that are mean to anyone. Yeah, okay, some people deserve it. Some, whatever. You know, some, some Especially, adults Especially, like, these kids but have kids? been through so yeah. much. And Especially now they're teenagers. And he was just homeless? And you're going to be like, take his, you're, give me your room. Then now. she started making them strip naked. <sighs> Nikki and her cousin Shane. She would make them strip naked and slow dance together in the living room in front of everyone. Ew. She was fucking twisted. Because she knew that was, like, so embarrassing for them. They're young teenagers, like, just developing. Ew. Then she turned her attention to Kathy. Oh, of course. 
So she at least she shows everybody this side. I mean, she, that's usually this. That's usually how these people are. Like everyone will see it eventually. They start good, but then they get really, really, really bad. Yeah, but, and she would start with Kathy like saying things like, "You got up last night in the middle of the night and you were binge eating in your sleep." But really, one of the kids saw her putting a full pie underneath Kathy's bed, and, like, she was, like, drugging her with all sorts of um, sleeping pills, sedatives, <laughs> um, psychiatric medications. Just, she was just giving her, like, she was out of it. Kathy was totally out of it. Like, what do you even get from that? Like, that is so weird to be like, come move in with me, oh my god, and then... Po- basically poisoning yeah, somebody. Yeah, she was poisoning or... her, starving her. Then she took her clothes away. And <laughs> okay, she was like, I'm fucking leaving. This she, is the worst. She was making her do... You're the worst hostess I've ever... They moved to a new house with a huge, like, property. Oh, the house no. was really little, but they had a big property with a pump house and a chicken coop and, I think, a shed. And Kathy had to do all of the yard work <laughs> in her underwear <laughs> or like, naked. What? With no shoes on. All the kids did. All the kids had to do everything naked. She was, like, obsessed with everyone crazy. being naked. <laughs> she made Shane rub icy hot on his penis in <gasps> front of the whole family. I just said to Carlos the other day when he was rubbing my back, like, make sure you wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> she would do that all of this so kind of bad. stuff. That hurts so bad. So the years went by. Like, Kathy was there for years. <gasps> And she would try to run away, and the whole family would go out and look for her. And the kids, like, once again, the kids are now, like, in their teenage years. The new baby was born. Her name was Tori. And she she seemed to get no abuse. These people obviously have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Because they are, like, severely abused. And to even partake in that? Well, she was making the kids abuse Kathy. She was <laughs> making Shane... Kick Kathy in the head. Kathy had, at the end of her life... I think everyone should have taken a step back here and looked at what the fuck is going on. Yeah! At the end of Kathy's life... Well, first of all, the school bus pulled up one day and Kathy was running around the yard naked and all of Sammy's friends saw this naked lady running around the yard. So Shelly got Sammy to invite a bunch of friends over and said, oh, sorry if you saw me naked the other day, but I was, I got electrocuted in the hot tub and I didn't know what to do, like made up stories about it. And so. I don't know if I'd go there. Jesus. I at the end of Kathy's life, she had lost a hundred pounds. She developed brain injuries and they waterboarded her. <gasps> Okay, if you don't know what waterboarding is, it's basically when you put, like, a towel or something over someone's face and tip them upside down and just keep pouring water onto their face so they can't breathe. Yeah, so they did, uh, Dave, Shelly made her husband Dave, the pussy-whipped asshole, make a waterboarding device and they okay, waterboarded Dave Kathy. Need, all these, like, and Dave kicked her, uh, <gasps> and he was abusing her also because Kathy was, or, um, Shelly was forcing him to. Okay, I don't know. But that's what I mean, right? So at the end of her life, she had lost 100 pounds. She developed brain injuries, and she had no teeth or hair left. Oh, my She was God. 36 years old. <gasps> 36 years old. And throughout this whole thing and throughout the years, 
uh, Shelly was still saying she had cancer and she was doing weird shit, like shaving off her eyebrows and stuff. Like she was. Does Dave know that she doesn't have cancer? No, Dave's got, I think Dave. I think Dave has a brain injury. I think brain, brain damage for sure. So. Maybe he has long COVID. (laughs) The kids, the kids didn't know what to do. Like this was all happening, but it had become such a regular way of life and she would blame it all on Shane. She was blaming it all on Shane to the other kids. Like, did you see what Shane did? But meanwhile, she'd be standing there. Sorry, the baby was just choking. <laughs> she would be standing there saying, kick her again, Shane, or you're going to have to get wallowed or whatever. It got so bad that in the last weeks, she couldn't talk. She couldn't walk. She just laid there throwing up and... Eventually, her whole nervous system was probably yeah, shot, she her was whole everything. Plus, she had all these open injuries from like being beaten in the head and stuff. And Kath and um, Shelly was pouring straight bleach in all of her <gasps> wounds. It's like she gets it's like she's a sadistic she, motherfucker, yeah, she is very sadistic. Holy fuck! So then one day, I was not expect. I'm not gonna lie, you sent me the research and I like skimmed it to be like, oh, mom's <laughs> got this one, but holy, holy shit. So then she's she, probably gonna be one of the most sadistic. I mean, okay, she's fucked. Yeah, we've dealt with a lot of it, gets worse. Uh, you and you keep saying every time I think he gets to yeah. the worst part, like the murder hasn't even happened yet. So then, and this is murder with my mother. And well, it's here like, comes the murder because <laughs> here it comes. Kathy Loreno, I saw that coming from a mile. Of choked away. on her own vomit and died in the living room on the floor in front of all the kids watching TV. <gasps> Talk about traumatized. And then Shelly called Dave and said, "Dave, you better come home from work." <laughs> Something happened to Kathy, and it was something that Dave did not expect. When he got home, Kathy was dead on the floor. Dave should have expected that. Well, he should have, but he she kept telling Dave, oh, she's getting better, she's getting better, but she wasn't getting better, but she Dave's died. But Dave's partaking on, in the Every the weekend. He was the... partaking in all the, ba- all, everything. It's just on the weekends? Yeah, he was only home on the weekends. <laughs> He was only home on the weekend. Well, he had a lot to think about when he was sleeping in his tent, when he wasn't allowed to get a room when he went yeah. to work. So, the, uh, it, w- it was weird because Shelly just said, oh, come on, kids, let's go to a hotel and swim in the pool for the weekend. So she took the girls, the three girls, to a hotel and had the time of their lives in a neighboring town at a hotel. And Shane was made to stay home and burn Kathy's body. Oh my god. In a burn pile on their property. After that, as you can well imagine, <laughs> Shane and Nikki were getting pretty close. Um they weren't yeah, having like some any flowers in the attic. Yeah, they shit. weren't having flowers in the attic. I don't know. So. Well they might have been. It's, they for sure I don't know. were. No judgment because that's so. a fucked up situation to be put in, obviously, as a child. But But they were talking about running away and they were talking about uh Shane had tried to run away several times, but um, she always hunted him down. Shelly, like, would drive around for, like, three days hunting him down, and she would always find him. Ugh. And so, after the Kathy uh, body burning thing, then Shane was like, your mom is, like, so fucked. Like, I have to get out of here. So, he's like, I have pictures of Kathy on the floor, covered in bruises, 
blah, blah, blah. It's hidden in this teddy bear. Mm -hmm. Let's take the pictures and go and we'll go to the police and we'll just leave here. And Nikki, for some reason, which she still can't explain to this day, told her mom. (gasps) Poor Shane. So two weeks after Kathy. knew it. The kids went to away for the weekend again. They got home and their mom said, guess what, kids? Shane went up to Alaska to work on a fishing boat. Uh Uh-oh. And everyone was really happy for him because he always talked about that's what he wanted to do because his mom was indigenous from a tribe in Alaska. But they all kind of felt weird about it. And when other family members would call, Shelly would say, oh, you just missed him. He just called. I just spoke to him. But weirdly enough, he only called when she was home alone. So, Yeah. And knowing her and knowing how she could be and knowing all these things about her, being victims of her. I don't know if maybe they were blinded to the fact that she's probably lying, but seems like they, sh- I mean, we don't victim blame around here, but like, come on. She's obviously like, if nobody's heard from him and yeah. you know, he just up and went one day, like you cry. And, and Nikki probably knew because she knew she narked him out. She knew, but she was just like, so in denial. In head, probably right? also, she's super like, fucked in the head at this point. She's grown up with this lady for sure. But then, as you can well imagine, because Shane and Kathy are gone, the kids are now getting the brunt of it again. Yeah. So at one point, um, Nikki lived in the forest outside of the house. <laughs> I'm not and laughing because wore it's the same clothes. So much more fucked up. Like, yeah. Everything you say, it's like you're not expecting. So the teachers and everything. You think they would notice? Hmm. She's still going to school, so she ended up graduating. Off somehow, living in a tent. She wasn't even living in a tent. She didn't have a tent. She lived in the woods. She didn't even have any shelter. That's so crazy. And so she. This is kind of weird because it goes back to our area again. Uh, Dave's sister lived in Hope, British Columbia. Oh. And Nikki escaped and came to live with her aunt in Hope. It was supposed to be for like a month or two, but she ended up staying for like a year. And I then if she told like she she never told anyone. It's kind of none of the I kids mean, did. You have to think like they didn't think anyone would believe them yeah. or whatever. So at this point, she's getting pretty old too. She's like eighteen. Yeah. Then she came back. She couldn't get a job because she didn't have any clothes or anything. So she went and stayed with her dad in a tent while he worked, and she would come home once in a while on the weekends because she got a job at an ice cream shop. And her dad where was he Randy, worked. right? No, her dad meaning Dave. Oh, Dave. None of them know their their dad. Oh, okay. So she went and stayed with Dave in a tent while he was logging because. She didn't want to go home when she didn't, she was working at an ice cream shop in the town that, that he, he was, was working oh, in. Oh, I thought you said he was also no. working at the ice cream shop. I was like, Just yeah. she was. And then eventually. I wouldn't have blamed him for some extra like pocket pocket change because yeah. Shelly's keeping all of his money. Eventually, um, Shelly met a new friend. Oh, God. And he was a gentleman by the name of Ron Woodward. And he, Woodworth. Run, run, run. Yeah, run, run, Woodworth. (laughs) And she met him in 2001. 
And well, it's not really known in the research I've done when she met him or how she met him, but he was a gay man living in this small town and he was living with his mom in a trailer and fighting all the time. Like there's, and she seems like the, the angel, you know, like come live with yeah, me. That's, that's what it horrible. was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, little do you know? So <laughs> don't go at this point, Sammy also left. So it was only Tori at home with her mom. And she was now starting to do fucked up shit to Tori too. Stuff like when Tori was going through puberty, she'd say, let me see your development today, Tori, and make Tori like strip naked in the living room every day after school. And she said, she told her, you have to cut off a tuft of your pubic hair for me. What? And Tori's like, what, what, what are you talking about? No. And then when she finally did it, Shelly said, ha ha, why could you do that? That's so weird. You're so gross. Like she was that fucked. <laughs> anyway, so then now Ron is living with them. History's repeating itself. She starts drugging Ron. Ron's family. She's a hobby. Ron's family starts getting all these. Start a podcast. Weird Jenny. messages from Ron, like saying "fuck you, mom," and "I'm gonna sue you," and like all this stuff to like get his family away from him, yeah, so that like they would drive think him something. Away. Yeah, something they didn't want anything to do with him anymore. Yeah. The mom always said, like, I thought it was really weird because because Ron would seem quite normal. Before yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was watching his dog and like, you know, and whatever. people need to trust their gut. Yeah. When, when stuff like that happens. That's what all of these episodes really teach me is like, trust your gut. If you know somebody that you normally know is off and that's like, trust your gut. It's probably something going on. Maybe they're married to, or friends with Shelly Nautic and they're so then <sighs> it all started to repeat itself. Ron was, he wore a toupee and he was like well dressed and all this stuff. Pretty soon he's out in the yard naked doing yard work Must all day long. In the hot tub. All day long out in the yard naked with bare feet. Oh. Then they made him jump off of the roof of the shed with bare feet onto sharp gravel. Oh my god. And he broke bones in his legs and she didn't even treat him. He had these big gashes in his feet and she kept pouring boiling water and bleach on his feet. <laughs> you can't even talk. I can't. No, I'm just literally staring at you like in disbelief. So this happened. This went on for a couple years. <sighs> and then guess what? He died. Ron fucking died. How, su super surprised. That's crazy. Imagine yep. your quality of life is going from being a normal everyday guy to thinking that this is going to be like, oh, at least I'm not fighting with my mom living in my trailer anymore. Yeah. Like, no, now you're being poisoned and forced to do naked labor and abused and probably kicked in the head and probably Dave would come home on the weekends and partake and then... It was exactly what was happening. And then there was another... So the thing that I also forgot to say is that Shelly, because her father owned care homes, mm -hmm. she would work as oh, no. a home care worker. Oh, no. But that's the weird thing that's about her. That's my biggest fear. That's the weird thing about her, though, is like just like she did with Christmas and birthdays and all that kind of stuff... She could be so sweet to like all the yeah, old people. Yeah, but and I stuff. bet as soon as the door would close. Well, they don't know, but they there don't was know no... because these people probably had like yeah. dementia there or was like this different one... diseases that they couldn't tell. Well, I'm going to get to that. Oh my God. There was one old man. It's like my worst fear. Imagine if I put you in a home when I was just 
18 years younger than you. <laughs> imagine if you were in a home, and, like, if I found out someone was doing that to my loved one, I would fucking Hulk smash the yeah. fucking, like, well, I would get so mad. There was, was a horrible. man, there was a man named James McClintock that was 81 years old, and he was an old war veteran, and he had his dog, Sissy, and he loved this dog as much as I love Walter. Like, he was so in love with this dog. That in his will, he had left his whole estate to his dog. Oh. Like you know, his, not the first his house and whatever. If but you leave your estate to Walter, I'm going to be so fucking I don't mad. have an I'm estate, let's be real. <laughs> Shelly, he left $5,000 to Shelly to take care of his dog if he passed away. Because he trusted her. Yeah. And she was a his, bamboozler. Hey? And his dog. But if something happened to his dog, then she would get the deed to the house. Oh. So she's like. So mysteriously, James McClintock died of oh, a head injury, but they said God. it was from a fall. And then his dog disappeared. Well, that's the thing, though. Why would you? Why would you think it was this nice care carried? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. She's so nice on the outside. And he obviously didn't have any family if he was leaving everything to, to his dog. Dog sissy. And so later on. Down the road, then Ron died, and then finally Tori is getting like more and more and more abused because she's the only one left now. Ron's yeah. dead. Tori's home alone. So she, her sisters, sneak her off for the weekend. Tori, Tori, to okay. see like to spend a sisters' weekend together, and she tells them exactly what's going on, and they're like, "Oh my God, we never thought that was going to happen to you. We thought you weren't." you know, yeah. spared for some reason. So they agreed to all go to the police. Tori was taken away. And this was shortly like, how old was Tori at this time? Uh, I think she was around 13 or 14. Yeah. Like early teens kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe even I guess 15. she had to shave her pubes off. Yeah. Of her pubes. So no, she wasn't me. She it was, was right after <laughs> it was right after um, Ron's body had been buried okay so shane was burned in the burn kathy pile was burned, kathy was burned but shane but was ron was buried. was buried okay in the yard okay because there was some reason they didn't want to burn him i think it was summer and if a fire would have like created mm. the fire department to come or whatever okay so the police came on a tip from the kids finally and they found the body buried in a shallow grave and then all the shit started to unravel. Yeah, they basically obviously started to find out. Is it the the kids must have just been like the kids told everything yeah. at this point, oh. every single thing. And the weird thing was the family didn't even know. Like Diana, who was their their grandma, she had no idea any of this was even happening. Like she knew that Shelley was bad, and she knew like yeah. she was actually pretty like weirded out that more hadn't happened to the kids when they were little but the well, kids yeah. never told anyone but you think that you know it's one thing to have a bad teenager or to be raising someone and maybe she was even like you know i'm not i'm not shelly's real mom and da, da, da. you know kids are kids and kids will be kids but you no, she must, knew yeah see she, but she just didn't know she's evil like she's probably like emanating evil energy but it's like so strange that they can just pull the wool over your eyes because like i don't know i've I pride myself on being a pretty good uh, judge of character, but there's been times where it's like, 
again, trust your gut because there's been times where it was like, oh, it's weird. I feel weird about that person, but they seem so nice. And yeah. Like, no, <laughs> not nice. Michelle Nodick. No. Yeah. So when the police finally got her and she was in jail and whatever, she was trying to contact the girls like oh, crazy. Oh. Yeah. And actually... Sammy was a little bit brainwashed and was like bringing her stuff and like whatever. Well, that's the thing. And you yeah, see that Stockholm, like Stockholm syndrome, syndrome, right? Like their abuser. Again, too, if you've known that your whole life, it's kind of like once it's gone and, you know, remember when we watched the friggin' Turpin documentary? Yeah. And they say the same thing. Like we didn't even actually know we were being abused. Yeah. We just thought that that's just kind of like how people lived until we would go out and kind of see it was different. And then remember they would take them to like Disneyland, Disneyland and stuff like and that's magic shirts yeah. and like. Like, you have to create that bond. That's so weird. And then, like, fucking yeah. break them down. Like, holy shit. So, it was found out later because they got to Dave also, and he just crumbled. He just told everything. Well, oh, he's a fucking so, pussy-whipped pussy. That yeah, it was told that he was the one that actually killed Shane. Shelly made him do it, but he shot Shane. And poor Shane. I know, poor little Shane. He was 19 years old at the time, and Dave, who by all accounts loved him because he never had a son, shot him because Shelley told him <sighs> I to. I don't know about Dave. And so they were both charged. Uh, Michelle, after going to trial, agreed, or she took an Alfred plea. Uh, so basically, that's did. a plea to say you have enough evidence to convict me so i'd say i'll take an alfred plea the fucked up thing is she only got 22 years that's crazy and she gets out this june <gasps> and that's not even with good behavior or anything that's nope. literally she's just served she's her whole out. sentence so <laughs> she gets out um from the correction center for women in gig harbor in washington state and uh dave is out already so he was out in 2018, I think. And he's just the kid. Talk to him still. The girls crazy. still have a relationship with him. Well, because they probably could all see. Because, you know, if they did such bad stuff too and they know, like, they wouldn't normally do something like that, it was because of the mom. Like, they probably give him... I mean, I'm thinking, Well, that's what they say. Dave. I read some stuff. And yeah, say, it's like, kind of like, you know, we knew we were... We are not capable of doing those things she made us do. We didn't know we were capable of that. And Dave, they probably witnessed it all, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's about that. Um, it's strange because usually in the United States, you see, like, for a doobie, it's like 22 years in jail. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? she got 22 so, years for the death of two people, and she's suspected in the third, but she never got any charges for any of the child abu abuse or any of the other stuff she did. So Really? And they testified yeah, against her? Nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. Because that those are crimes. Yeah, murder is a very serious crime, but, like, that... She killed three, killed and tortured three people and tortured and ruined like multiple other people yeah. because those are her children and she's just like you know that, that's yeah you, like we've talked about before generational trauma imagine those poor people so the girls are actually doing really well thank all god three of them good poor girls yeah they all have families and good jobs and Good, and they probably advocate for, like, abuse yep, or, they, you know. They stayed quiet for a long time, but they've been talking a lot, uh, quite a bit lately because their mom's about to get out of jail, and they're probably pretty afraid because they say that she, they can't see her ever getting better. 
Yeah. And I would assume that someone like that, you're probably scared of them your whole life. Because somebody that you were abused by as a child, like, no, yeah, you know now, like, I'm, I'm an adult. They can't do anything to me. That's, like, what you want to tell yourself. But I think it's probably still just as scary as when you were a kid, like, because you have trauma from that. You're well, traumatized. it totally is PTSD. Like, apparently the girls, any, like, smell of bleach or any, you know, there's a yeah, lot of she stuff seemed that to triggers like them. Hi, baby. Did you see Dada? No way. She said mama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't say anything because it's three months, but maybe she'll speak soon. But yeah, no, that's a So that was really the story, story of the murders of Kathy Loreno and Ron Woodworth. And, and Shane, the nephew. And Shane, the nephew. That's a really fucked up story. Yeah, it is a really fucked up you know what and i like doing these not as well-known cases because basically mom listened to a podcast about this was a podcast no what happened was my mom bought me a kindle for christmas and i was reading this book on the discount book thing on amazon and it was called if you tell and it was the story of this the true story yeah, because you messaged me right away like, you need to look at this. You need to look this up. This bitch is fucked up. And I did. And yeah. Yeah, so it's a book by Greg Olson called If You Tell. And I didn't even know. I'd never heard of this case before. And I'm a pretty. Yeah. Well, this is just like on. prime dateline. Yeah. You know, material here. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that, and it'll be interesting to see what happens after she's released from prison in June. Yeah, I still can't believe that she's getting out so fast. But... She's not even really that old. No. She was 50 when all of this happened, so she's 70, probably. No, but still, she yeah. can live, like, like, at least probably 10, 15 72. more years. She was born in 1954. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Well, usually the criminal justice system in America is a little more brutal than that, but obviously because she took a plea, then you can just plea your way out of fucking whatever you want these days. Yeah, I think it's kind of topsy-turvy there, too. Like, look how many innocent people get found guilty. True, yeah. Look how much it's racially biased. Yeah. You know? Yep. So. Anyway, I hope that you guys have something uplifting to do now after listening <laughs> yeah. to all of that child torture people icy hot dick rubbing yeah, oh my god that's fucking horrible <laughs> know, that's so terrible. torturous the waterboarding yeah and the, like you have to it. be i understand if you're like in the cartel and like you know okay yeah. there you go but like to do that to somebody just because you're like you know what? to a hairdresser that's 30 and like yeah that's horrible anyway that's horrible <laughs> I guess we will probably be back with our next horrible story in, uh, in, three in about more a, weeks. Four. Oh, four. Four yeah. more weeks. But uh, actually, you are going I'm away for five weeks. So yeah. We should probably come up with an alternate schedule and update well, on the Well, let's website. just get back to two weeks. We'll just do another one in two weeks. We'll okay. be fine. It's just the whole trying to, you know, I've explained this. Trying well, to you had a baby. It. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, I'm sure everyone is understanding of that. Yeah. So, but having no, a baby and having a newborn is a pretty big yeah, adaptation. Especially when you have to sleep with your arms really stiff and you get about two hours of sleep. I don't, I literally haven't had asleep like where i'm deep asleep probably since she's probably since i was like seven months pregnant well, that's because you're co-sleeping also <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna need a rotator cuff replacement because my arms stick out like <laughs> i have to i well when you sleep with a baby you don't 
you th the whole time I just think like, is she okay? Is she okay? Is she okay? It's like it just short circuits to my brain. Like, is she okay? And I can't sleep. So she's okay. And we're now that she's three months, we are going to start the sleep training. See, with my first one, he's going to be 10 soon. And with him, remember I sleep trained him like right away. He I never made you slept though. With, I know, but he never slept with me until he started crawling into my bed at a later age. But I still was able to have like when you're older, life. though, like because I had you and your brother seven years apart. Yeah. And when you're an old, like once you mature and you're a parent, you you have a lot of different attachment styles, and it's just different. Yeah. Well, it is. It's like a completely it's different. different experience. Yeah. It's not a kid having a kid anymore. It's like no. you're a grown adult woman. No. And it's funny because I actually had my son when I was 20 and yeah. sidebar raised him with someone for seven years and then found out he had a different dad and <laughs> this is his dad oh. that I'm with now. So we have a baby with that's the same, but it's just like literally it's like the first time I, I just skipped right over that whole part, but it's like the first time I... I sped it up so fast like, I couldn't wait for him to do all this stuff. And now he's 10 and has, like, a mustache and leg hair. And I just had to buy him deodorant. <laughs> and it's, like, this time I just want to enjoy it. Because it's literally, especially because they are full brother and sister, it's, like, they have the exact – it's, like, I gave birth to the same kid again. So now I'm, like, but no, it goes so fast. Yeah. But, yeah, I need to get my ass in gear and start – she's literally obsessed with me. And so, I mean, I love it and I'm soaking it all in this time, obviously, because I now know how fast it goes. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a completely different experience for sure. So. And it will all work out to be great. Yeah. You're not making her wallow yet. So. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, join us in two weeks we will be back and yeah like i said unless always, shit gets hectic and then we put on the Instagram yeah page. <laughs> sorry next we'll week. be recording next week yeah no we love you guys and we really really appreciate your patience and understanding and we hope that you love the little gurgling baby noises in the background because yeah. we really are it's murder with my mother and i'm her mother and it's murder with my nana and my mother Kiana <laughs> will be the new host yeah when you go I away oh <gasps> <gasps> Don't talk about that. I'll Kanye West in this bitch. Literally, oh I would go, nah. That's what people talk about Kanye West being crazy. I'm like, no, no, I completely 100% get it. His mom passed away, and ever since then, he's been just fucking a nut job. Huh. He suffers from mental illness, so, but I am pretty sure it was brought on by the passing of his mother. Even though I just watched the documentary, and I think he was always had a little bit of like a. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, his mom kind of kept him like humble grounded. almost. Yeah, yes. but then when she passed away, it was like. Like he's he literally that's the other thing that we could cover in this episode. He I really hope that we're not covering the murder of Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson anytime soon because it's gonna be literally like I I swear it's, I think, it's all fun and games until Kanye kills both of them like OJ style. I think you guys should watch or whoever the Oscars did that. because he's not he's been banned from the, the Grammys. No, it's the Oscars and the Grammys. But he's been banned from performing. I think at anything. Yeah, but he's well, still. He just oh, at killed, the Grammys, he's allowed to still go. He killed his ex. He killed Pete Davidson in a music video. Yeah. And the lyric in there is like, "God save me from the crash, just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass." And then in which is fun. Okay, that was clever. Everyone was like, "Ha ha!" But then in the music video, he's burying him, killing him, and burying him. Yeah, and he's so he's allowed to still go to the Grammys. 
but not perform. So what's going to happen when he wins? Because you know he's going to win. Mm. What's he going to say when he goes up there after he wins? I honestly, uh, honestly, the Grammys doesn't like black artists, and they all people always say that. So, I mean, I don't know. I think we're just rambling a lot now. We are, but we're trying to give them for our last <laughs> shafted episode. <laughs> we shafted you guys, and we've been like, sorry, I had a baby. Sorry, I have COVID. Fucking shuffling all over the place. So, sorry, now we have. Now we, have, now we have four-hour episodes, so <laughs> hope you'll fucking like that, Brent BLB. <laughs> there you kidding. go, Brent. We made it up to you. There you go. Now you'll never get rid of us. <laughs> but no, so we will be back in two weeks, and it will be a good one. It won't probably be as fucked up as Shelly Nautic, because good thing we saved that bitch for episode 33. <laughs> I'm really because... you got surprised by the whole Holy, thing, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Again, I've had a lot on my plate, so... Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for listening to the best episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this has been Murder with My Mother. The where I true, talk. The true crime podcast <laughs> where my mom talks about murder. So have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.